Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on December 18th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There, you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Hallie Parkins with the Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the first chapter. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy, Blessed be God of Israel, for God has looked favorably on God's people and redeemed them. God has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of God's servant David, as God spoke through the mouth of God's holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus God has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered God's holy covenant, the oath that God swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness before God all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Every morning of the week at church, there is something going on. Quilters come to sew and tie and cut quilts, uh, squares on Mondays, and the business of property guys come on Tuesday to fix things around the church. Wednesday, our preschool friends come up for chapel. On Thursdays, people are active here packing backpacks full of food for students in our community. And Friday, I'm told, is still uh, full and busy. Fourth Saturdays in the month have many cooks in the kitchen, and Sunday begins it all again. There's quite a rhythm of activity and many hands at work within the walls of this building. And on one Wednesday morning, when the quilts from the quilters were laid out in anticipation of the blessing on Sunday, our preschool friends came up for chapel and we unrolled a couple of quilts and lots of little hands spread out and gathered the quilts in their fingers and blessed them. And I heard one preschool friend say afterwards, blessing is what my grandpa does. And I was surprised and kind of amazed at some wonder at hearing something so beautiful and tender and familial, like repeating a blessing. And I know there are many wonderful things our young friends say, uh, sometimes that we get to hear. And I, we catch a glimpse into the words that were so sweet, knowing that they were saying words that spoke a blessing of God into these quilts and remembering and knowing they hear those words around dinners and meals together and nighttime prayers. And then again, over quilts that are shared throughout the world. Our gospel today gives us the words of a blessing in song, one of four songs that we might call our love songs in the gospel of Luke. Last week, we heard the song of Mary in the Magnificat of a world turned upside down 
the lowly brought high and the powerful brought low. And we are long awaiting the song of the angels in the dark sky, in fields where shepherds lay keeping their sheep, a song we can only really imagine from our nativity scriptures. Simeon's song will ring out soon enough. And for today, we hold the song of Zechariah in those great songs of love of God and love for one another. And Zechariah, for his part, is holding quite the moment. He is Elizabeth's husband, and the two of them are quite old and well beyond childbearing years. He is a priest in the temple as well as a prophet. He is a man that is just fluent with words of God. And his name, his very name, is, means that Yahweh has remembered. And he is connected to Mary, not only by family and circumstance, but song. While stories of pregnancy and birth can be tender and triggering, her story and his parallel one another, and they are woven together. The angel Gabriel first brings him the news, announcing in that angel way, do not be afraid. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son, and you are to call him John. The child will make ready a people prepared for God with us. Zechariah is full of questions, but also full of disbelief. And he asks the angel, how can this be? How can I know? How can I be sure of this? And the angel's response, I have to say, is the stuff that makes memes in certain uh, Christian circles in response to what we might interpret as the doubt of what is possible through God, or maybe to help him listen and pray and pay attention to what God is doing. The angel hits the mute button on Zechariah for nine months, and he's quiet throughout Elizabeth's whole pregnancy, silent. He doesn't speak, let alone sing. And I like to think that he's involved in active, holy listening, taking it all in, just watching, learning, and witnessing God's work in and through two women. It shows so much of how the possibility of God is present with us. And so we capture now these first words that he says after close to nine months, maybe longer, uh, of silence. These are the words he speaks eight days after his son is born. And he begins with the blessing of God. It's in this swirl of a blessing for God's people, too, that they have been saved, they have been held in God. And then in the song, Zechariah turns and speaks to John, this tiny little baby. Imagine he's holding him close, maybe wondering at all the things that God is doing and will do. And I know some blessings, however long they're held, flow easily and pour out in such fluent language they hold such gifts from writers and poets and artists who somehow find the words to fill the space between us with something beautiful and true. And there is a gift of these writers in our scriptures and ancestors and writers and just ordinary people who offer words of thanks and praise to God. And there have been times I know in my life that I have felt lost for the words in a blessing. And sometimes that lost for blessing words happens in the middle of big change and big cross country moves, for example, and really not knowing what the next thing will happen. And these words and pages of journaling and then conversations start to fill with so much worry and lists of everything I don't know but need to know. And sometimes if it happens to break through, there's a shift or change 
and my journal pages and conversations begin to reflect blessings and words others have written for such a time as this that have wrought and weathered changes before me. And those words begin to fill my spirit and my life and help me practice a trust in God and grow stronger through whatever may come. And I know I have also forgotten those blessing words when life is full and busy, even with really good and wonderful things. I've missed them and found them later, and they hold again such goodness of God in those times. I know for us here at St. Mark's in my own life, and probably with many of you, this is a time that is marked by a, a great change as we're anticipating a pastoral transition that isn't so much off in the distance anymore, but has a time, and we're moving towards that time. I think we can't ignore it anymore. We can't put it off, and I sense some, some feelings and words about a great upheaval and change. We're really facing what has been set in motion for many years, facing now what we trust God has been at work with and will continue to be at work with. And I turn to those writers and to those prophets who hold those words so beautifully. And John O'Donohue, in particular, comes to mind with a blessing for interim time. And his words fill us up, I think, that you are in this time of interim when everything seems withheld. The path you took to get here has washed out. The way forward is still concealed from you. The old is not old enough to have died away. The new is still too young to be born. And then it is difficult, he goes on to say, and slow to become new. The more faithfully you can endure here, the more refined your heart will become for your arrival in the new dawn. And Advent holds such a beautiful season of longing and waiting, of trust, of hearing the beautiful stories of a beginning uh, however tumultuous and scary is the story of songs, uh, the story of angels appearing to mark our way and guide us along. I think for you all, people of God, this blessing is wrapped up too in the words of Zechariah, held closely like that baby, eight days old and so brand new. Zechariah speaks those beautiful words to that baby held in his arms. He says, by the tender mercy of God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And beloved community, I have a strong uh, belief that God is holding us now in that tender mercy and speaking those words to us, not knowing everything that will happen, not knowing where the story will go, and held in the closest and tenderest mercies of God this day, in this season. We give thanks to God. Amen.